0: Welcome, welcome to Creativity in Focus, a video live podcast where we highlight an artist and their art every single week. And today I have a very special guest for you. Well, my guest today is Rogine Manias. Did I say it right, Rogine? Yes, you did. Oh, awesome. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, should I should have asked you before. Uh, I wanted to tell you a little bit about her. And I'm going to read here for him for for you. Rogin is a mixed media artist living in Eugene, Oregon. After years of being a graphic designer illustrator, and owning her own international car company and painting landscapes on the side, she made an abrupt change while we were spending winters in Mexico. That's a fantastic place actually to think about changes. <laughs> After becoming enamored with the colorful, primitive and allegorical nature of folk art, she began making art from her inside world rather than from the outside world. It quickly became a happy obsession, and now she spends her days creating work from her own thoughts, feelings, emotions, and personal stories. She has developed and invented her own ways of making art using mixed media materials and assemblage techniques. She incorporates an air-dry clay called paper clay, to make textural paintings and best relief artwork. She uses acrylic paints, medium, and collage materials in finishing her pieces. She works on canvases and panels, but also creates three-dimensional works from her when her mood strikes. She's also a published author. Uh, this is one of her books, Artful Paper Clay. And we will be talking a lot about paper clay today. So welcome, Regine. Thank you. (laughs) Tell me a little bit. How did you get started? Um,
1: Well, getting started as an illustrator was out of necessity um, just to raise my kids and pay the bills. So I started taking a lot of art classes from um, different kinds of artists and studied at the University of Oregon so that I could develop better skills. And then... um, you know, it just in getting started as an artist was kind of a lifelong dream. Mm-hmm. So, as soon as I could retire from my own company, I jumped into full-time art making and that's what I've been doing ever since.
0: <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the card company that you had.
1: Uh, it is a it, it's a card company that's uh, it still actually exists a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's based in the photo industry and um we made templates for um photo finishers to use so whenever you got a one piece photo card that said you know how to pick your family photo over here and it said Merry Christmas we created that for the photo industry and we sold those templates to everyone including Walmart, Costco you know all the big box stores plus all the photo finishers in the United States, Canada, uh-huh. some in Mexico, South America. That's so cool. Um, yeah so it was a, it was a good business, and it was really fun but um I you know it's a, every artist just wants to be an artist and you don't want to have to do you know things that you don't want to have to do, <laughs> like draw Santa Claus all the time so yeah, that's
0: very cool and now you are a full-time artist
1: i am I sentence. am and i'm I'm retired from everything else, and so I just make art. Um, in my studio every day, all day long. That's all I do.
0: That's great. That's great. I, I wish I could do that too. You know, every time I go home, sometimes I'm just too tired to get into the studio. So I keep one day, one day. Yeah. Well, let's show some folks uh, some of your pieces so they can sure. uh, get to know. And I would love if you could tell us a little bit about the process in creating that piece okay. or what have you inspired you, Okay? okay? So give just a second, you will see the picture. Okay. Ah, Okay, so this one is,
1: um, let me think. Yeah, this one is, um, it was all about peace. It, it's called Peace Begins With Me. And um, it's about just, I, I, I took, uh, I was going through a lot of loss in my family at the time. And so I was creating this to comfort myself And, um, you know, it's just uh, everybody knows what "peace begins with me uh, means. So that's pretty much what it's all about. I, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, I just, I, when I finished, it was all white and I wanted to leave it white, but then I couldn't resist adding some color to the, to the crevices and whatnot. So there you go. (laughs)
0: and, And this piece is made with paper clay. Yep, it's all paper
1: clay. So first I put down the entire body with nothing on it, and then I just begin sculpting from there, adding clay over the dry clay. You can add wet clay to dry clay. It's very mm. simple. And how big is this piece? Um, that one is 18 by 24. Okay, quite, quite a big one. Yeah. Let's see one more. The hand. Yeah. So, yeah, this one is, uh Yeah. Sometimes love is a little painful. And so that, that's what that's about. It's worth it, but it, it can hurt you sometimes. So mm-hmm. there's my uh, interpretation of that. <laughs> I love to do hands. So I put a lot, you know, I'm often I'll have a lot of hands
0: in my work. And so this hand is also in paper clay. What do you use to paint? Um, it's, I paint it with acrylic paint.
1: So mm-hmm. after I do the clay work, I seal the clay with, with both um, um, gesso and uh, acrylic medium, mm-hmm. and then I paint it so that it's perfectly sealed before I start painting on it. That way the clay doesn't just absorb the paint and I can be more flexible with how I paint it.
0: That's very cool. Yeah, the, the birds are my favorite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, cool. I love birds. I have my studio. I have a, a, a big sliding glass door that I look out of. And uh, and there's just all these backyard birds out there in my bird bath and at my feeders. So I, you know, I'm just, these are my friends. So mm-hmm. these are portraits of my friends. Yeah, <laughs> that's true.
0: I, I, I love to go out and take pictures of birds. I do that a lot. Now... Uh, this is the same process, right? The paper clay, uh, is it on canvas or what's the um, background? That piece is, is probably on a board,
1: but um, the other two that you saw were both on uh, canvas. Mm-hmm. The clay has enough flex that, so if you do do it on canvas, it, it doesn't crack. So you can, I mean, it has enough flexibility so that it won't pop off or crack or anything. Mm-hmm. when it's done on canvas so you can do really large pieces
0: um, on canvas and when you were working on canvas you you sculpt the piece on canvas or do you sculpt in someplace else and then you bring to the canvas
1: no i sculpt it right on the canvas so what i'll do is cut out uh, you know I'll, I'll draw the outline of the bird and then i will cut that out and place it on the canvas and mm-hmm. then and then sculpt on the canvas. It helps it adhere better. And um, yeah, and then you can just be a little more loose, like if I'm doing animal fur or something, then I can like, you know, rough the edges so that they can feather out the way they should. And most
0: of of your pieces are wall pieces or uh, do you create other types of pieces?
1: Um, I do create other pieces. I've been experimenting a lot lately with uh, doing more three-dimensional things. Mm-hmm. And, um, like I have, let me see if I can, where is that camera? I can see this little piece here. There. Oh, beautiful. There. So that is just, uh, you know, that's a little piece that I'm working on. I teach a workshop in Oaxaca uh-huh. It's coming up in March and this is uh, one of the projects we'll be doing. Let's see. I have another little piece here. Yeah. Paper clay is largely used for, um, three dimensional work and, beautiful. Uh, so this one just has a little hanger on it and it has mm-hmm. little plants coming out of the top, but uh, I'm going to keep it in my... Yeah,
0: very pretty. Uh,
1: yeah, and then it's it's used, like I say, it was used primarily for um, for three-dimensional pieces like doll making. And so uh, my applying it to a canvas was kind of my own invention. invention. Yeah. Oh. So there's another little bird shape. Um, Very cool. Going to be done for that workshop in Oaxaca. My partner was really interested in doing three-dimensional stuff this time. So
0: that's oh really. A- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have a comment here. Kathy Reed is saying fabulous, fabulous work, Rogine. It's good to see you. And don't forget, this is interactive, so if you have any questions about her work or paper clay, this is the perfect time to do so, either on the comment box or the chat box, whatever you're watching. Now, Regine, what attracted you to paper clay?
1: Um, well, I've always tried to build out my paintings. I've always like wanted things to come out more, so I started adding paper to it. And then I started twisting paper and adding that and then uh, painting over it. And then I always had this idea that maybe I could apply the clay. A friend of mine named Kathy Reed taught me how to use paper clay long ago um, to make figurines. And so I'd always had that in my mind that maybe I could apply it to and it would stick to canvas and maybe I could sculpt that. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, it worked. And so... uh, And that was 15 years ago. So I've been uh,
0: experimenting with it ever since. That's very cool. So you used to make figurines. Did you make art dolls before as well or not?
1: Um, No, I didn't. I only made a few figurines. I, you know, and then I, it wasn't really my thing. So I, (laughs) you know, it's always like it needed to be on the canvas or on a board in order for me to work with it more. So in in doing that, I just, you know, I've really Tried everything possible with paper clay. I've just, I've uh, recently uh, created a printing plate out of it and printed from it. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, uh, I, I will, I put it on a surface, let that dry, and then carve it actually with, uh, and we'll paint the surface. So now I have a black surface that's white underneath, and then can carve that, Um, and it, and it just makes a really carve it with like a speedball. Oh. Carving tool. Uh-huh. So, yeah. That's so, you just, fun. it's its such flexible uh, material. Uh,
0: Barbara Feltz is also saying hello there. Now, you have some pieces behind you, two wall pieces. Uh, can you show us yeah, and talk to, about them? Yeah, let's
1: see. Okay, so the one on the bottom, let's see if I can get it over there without unplugging everything. Uh, okay, the bottom one here, yeah. Oh uh, let's see. Yeah, okay. That's good. Yeah. So that is uh those are um that's called in need of a miracle. And that's uh eighteen by twenty-four on um on, all, on canvas and each milagro that I made there um has a significance to me. I don't know if you can see the bullets raining down in the background. Mm-hmm kind of a comment on the state of the world today and, and it kind of, you know, and, the, and my distress over it. Um, the I added the, the bullets after the Sandy Hook, uh, oh. you know, that shooting at that school. And uh, um, yeah, and I was in the process of working on that at the time. So it's, it, you know, it, it has a lot of meaning to me. Mm-hmm. Um, um, let's see if I can get up there to the one above it. So each one of these oh my goodness this is odd because it's in reverse so i have to kind of do the opposite thing to get it there (laughs) let's see if we get that up higher Uh, hmm okay there it is um so this one was uh is um i don't really have a title for it yet i'm still kind of working on it Uh, sorry i can't quite there it is there you go there we go so uh yeah again i made the body uh, and then I and then I just made all those individual hearts and adhered them to the body um, using Elmer's glue. So in that case, I made each each heart separately, let it dry, and then I glued it into place. Okay. That that way, I have more flexibility. And at that time, um, that's right after. Um, right after the election that I started working on that. And my, and then I also, uh, my brother became very ill. And so I was just really was kind of all about hoping and mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway.
0: That's what you you mean on your website, ta- uh, expressing what's inside the inside world more. So we can see that a yeah. lot of uh, your pieces have a lot of emotion t- together with that, right?
1: Yeah, they do. And, um, I don't know. I just, uh, I used to paint landscapes and, and paint from life and I just lost my desire to do that. So mm-hmm. I I was in a class once with taking another workshop from someone else. And I said, I, I said, uh, sometimes I feel like I'm standing in the doorway of art and I won't let myself go through it. Mm-hmm. And to me, that meant I'm only painting from reality. I want to do what is in me. I don't want to just make pretty pictures. So, and he said, then paint that. Mm -hmm. So I did. And then it kind of opened up a whole new world for me of expression. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, you know, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that because um, now I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of obsessed
0: with making Uh art. (laughs) Uh I I think that's a fantastic way to see it because many times we focus too much on the process or the material we are using or depicting uh, a reality um, like a bird. It has to be exactly like that species is and we forget about our own voice in the process, right? How we see that piece.
1: Right Or, or or what's fun for you to do too. I mean it's like I don't want art to be a struggle anymore. I've done that. I don't need mm-hmm. any more have to make it look just like this or that. you know I want it to as long as it's pleasing me then i'm then I'm really into it and enjoying it uh-huh. yeah. i don't do I never do commissions. I don't do anything for anybody else anymore. It's all for me, and luckily, mm-hmm. other people like it <laughs>
0: <laughs> you you know. I don't like commissions either. I always think that the moment they come, they become a job, right? And with a lot of, for me, anxiety. Because then you're too worried if the person will like, and if it's what they think it should be, and impacts my creative process. So do you think something similar to you?
1: Right. That's That's exactly it.
0: Uh, We have some questions here. Diane Kelly is asking, do you use an armature for paper clay? I do. If I'm making a three-dimensional piece, then yes, you would. Uh,
1: you don't want to just make a solid piece of clay. So, uh, actually, on the paper, I have some tips about making figurines, and one of them is to take um, foil, tin foil, and wad it up. And that's what I do with all my like used foil that you would otherwise just throw in the recycling. Um, Wad it up and create your form using that because uh, it's, it's a real, you know, moldable um, material that you can then uh, apply paper clay over the top of. So sometimes I will, like, take it, wad it up. Like if I'm making a bird body, I make the little head and then the little body. And then I will use um, tape, uh, masking tape, to kind of tape it all up like a little mummy. So I inside of what I made is a little mummy of, you know, the actual outside of it. And then I wrap it with paper clay and then maybe I'll let that dry, you know, it's form it. And then if I want to add something, like say on this piece here, let's see if I can get that on the, there it is, on that piece. I added the leaf after everything else was dry. So that way you don't just mess up what you did underneath.
0: Uh-huh. That's very cool. Now. In the pieces that you have behind you, they are big canvas there. You don't, do you need any type of structure below the clay or in some place or not?
1: No, actually um, I gesso whatever substrate I'm using. So if I'm using a canvas or a board, um, I, I'll gesso that. Now I also make like, here's an example of something. Let's see, there we go. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Beautiful. this is this is a little ornament. And so you can make, and this was just made on a piece of plastic. Um, And then when it's dry, you just peel it off. So this is like a little free hanging ornament.
0: That's very cool. That's very cool. Jenny is asking, do you always have such a profound meaning to your artwork? I love the Native Native a Miracle.
1: I... I don't. Well, no, I don't. Sometimes I'm just playing and I I think it's really important um you know, sometimes I just have to like make fun things, make things that make me happy, you know. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got like here's some like abstract flowers, you know. Um just you no know, it's not real. You know, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> But it's just fun to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do. I I don't always make art from my, from my feelings, but definitely from my imagination.
0: She's also asking, do you sell your work or place them in museums?
1: Um, I do have a gallery in Portland, Oregon called uh, Guardino Gallery, and I try to keep her stocked with some of my work at all times. Um, But uh, beyond that, uh, I have it posted on my website. um, And I do sell it, but it's kind of not a priority to me because luckily I've kind of made my comfortable living already. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't really have to sell my work. So often I will make uh, work and I'll have it like I have a series of animals and you can see them on my website. It's called the Going Away Party. It's just an entire series of endangered species, mm-hmm. and those animals all—they all have a little party hat on. And there is, you know, it's a like all the uh, you can all the all my favorite animals are endangered, which is you know very upsetting, <laughs> but it's a reality. And so I'm trying to draw awareness to it. So I may I have this collection of work that I really don't want to sell until I. Um, until I amass a good quantity of them, and maybe I will never sell it. But I'm, you know, I'm hoping maybe it can go to a museum or something someday. But, but in the meantime, I make cards and prints, and I sell those, and then I donate a portion of that to conserv- conservancy organizations that are helping, you know, helping the giraffes and helping our giant cats that are panda bears orangutans
0: you know yeah you know it's interesting Regine, in the last month so it's you and two other artists that i have interviewed one of them is a sculptor the other sculpts with wool they both uh, choose species that are about to be extinct to do and it's the same drive to create awareness Because I I believe, too, that today people are so disconnected from nature, especially animals today, that, of course, they they don't even know what's going on, right? And it's up to us sometimes to bring awareness that, no, you know, they are important to our environment, they are living beings, and therefore we need to take care of them. So it's beautiful to see artists, uh, you know, really fighting to create more awareness of those animals. Right.
1: Yeah, I know it's a it's a sad situation, and I do think this is one place where artists can kind of step up and mm-hmm. draw attention to That's things. Fantastic.
0: Now, Regine, you mentioned that you do make prints, so you create. Let's say you create a a piece with one of these animals, and then from that piece, you create the card. Is that the process? That's it. Yeah, I can actually. Um,
1: sometimes I can scan it on my. I have a scanner. I can do that with. Sometimes I have to have them shot if they're large pieces. I'll have them photographed, mm-hmm. and then I use that prints. Yeah. And
0: do cards still sell well?
1: They do. You know, when I have them, I I also uh, you know I have another series that I've that I've developed um, called Everyday Saints. Those are also on my website. <laughs> um, and those are you know they they actually sell better than the animals. You know when. Because they are more relatable for people, I think. You know, the animals are great. People buy them for, um, you know, kids' rooms mostly, because oh, uh, yeah. they're they're black and white with party hats on, so it, they look happy. <laughs> it's like a happy situation, you know. And then when you read the information about it or the title, you realize, oh, they're endangered, and that's why. <laughs> that's why she did it. <laughs> that's why it's
0: called the going away party. So yeah, they. They are they do they do sell well. That's good because I want people to understand that there are many ways an artist can create uh, or generate money and many times create a living and it's not only by selling the art pieces themselves.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I mean being in small, making small pieces is, you know, I really love doing that. So I will make uh, you know, like the larger pieces, I like to hang on to those uh until I have a collection. Because mm-hmm. as you know, in a gallery, you can't just have one or two things unless you're in a group show and you only get to show one or two things. But if you really want to make a, you know, the body of work, um, you know, that takes a while to gather and collect and keep and not just run out and sell it right away. So, you know, in the meantime, you can make prints out of those pieces and sell those prints. hmm so you can generate an income for yourself, um, you know, from without selling the artwork, mm-hmm. without selling the originals.
0: Yeah. You know, you mentioned collection and I belong to a group where there is a, a group of surface designers. And the other day they were exactly talking about that, that sometimes the concept of creating collection to artists is hard to to conceive so they think it's, it's daunting to think I need to create a collection. Right. So, what is your process to get to one?
1: Okay, so, so, um, I if something is uh is meaningful to me, um, and I'll, I'll create one piece to see if it has legs, they call it, you know, if it can go farther, mm-hmm. if there's more in me for that, um. So I'm always thinking in series. And even if I uh, create one piece, I will immediately start another one before I even finish the first one so that I know where I'm going to go next. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and so I kind of, I think my habit has become that I will work in like threes usually Um, because also your first idea isn't always your best idea. Mm -hmm. and you know and your first piece is not always your best piece so you know if you always thinking you know i'm gonna do i'm gonna do three of these you know and i'll and then see how see where it goes and so that's how i begin it um and then i i guess i think i think I, i i create a theme for myself so one of my themes is um inside we're all the same and um And so that's all about, you know, letting what's inside come to the outside of people, things, animals, whatever. Uh, Combine humans with animals or humans with plants. A lot of times I'll have birds coming out of people, um, you know, just that's all on this theme of inside we're all the same. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there's, yeah, outside we look a lot different to each other, but inside everybody feels the same. Pain, happiness, you know, pleasure, pain, anger, you name it. We're all, you know, so that, that inside world is, is the same in all of us. So trying to make art with that in mind um, brings my passion to the, to the piece.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I'm not just making happy paintings. There's, you know, more to it. Uh-huh.
0: So just to, to finish the topic of collection. So for you, three is the minimum for a collection.
1: Yeah, well, that would be the absolute minimum for a collection. You can't really have a collection of two. Yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think uh, I had a show once where I had done, I think, almost twenty pieces for it. Um, That was a lot of work, Mm -hmm. and and so I, I, you know, I, I don't put that kind of gun to my head anymore. (laughs) Um, That's that's a lot to ask yourself to. Uh Stick with a theme for even though that theme I continue to work on um, you know when you're under pressure to work on it it's a different than when you're just going oh I could add another one you know you're at the dry cleaner and you think oh I could add another thing to that because this just rem- you know made me think of that but when you're struggling to come up with more things for a show mm-hmm. it's um, you know it can be daunting.
0: <laughs> yeah. Regina I have a few questions for you but why don't you tell folks your website?
1: Oh, my website. It's RogeneManis and I say Manis. Um, it is Manis, but you're not going to get the n with a tilde on on uh, on on the computer. The website, anyway. yeah, yeah, on the website. So it's yeah, and it's R O G E N E M A N A S dot com, yeah. and um, yeah, that's my website, and and I'm on Facebook, and I'm on Instagram. I love instagram i think that's where we cross paths maybe on instagram probably yes Mm -hmm. Um, i love the visual ease of instagram without having to see what people ate (laughs) (laughs) although they still do post that on there sometimes too but i follow so many good artists and i'm so inspired by everybody's work it's just um, a delight Mm -hmm. to have yeah
0: Yeah, it's amazing how Instagram is becoming a hub for artists, right? I think the visual aspect is really what drives them. Uh, I miss a little bit of interaction there. It's not as easy as other social networks, but you find really extremely talented people from everywhere in the world, all ages. It's really impressive. Kelly, Kelly is asking, when do you... Glean the most, uh, where, where do you glean the most inspiration from in the world around you?
1: Ah, well, nature, absolutely, is number one. Nature, um, yeah, you can't, there's no, I mean, all my forms, even though they're out of my head, they all relate back to nature in some way, mm-hmm. um, and you know, the perils of nature right now. So, always trying to, you know, bring that out. I use, uh, I use plants a lot to depict different things. Um, You know, um, a lot of thorns in my work, like that hand that we saw in the beginning. I, you know, I always somehow I end up with stickers on things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And and it helps that you live in a very beautiful place, right? Oh yeah. Oregon is is gorgeous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm blessed to be here. I grew up in California and I, I thought that was the most wonderful place in the world, and then, yeah, and then I, you know, I I still love California, but I uh, came up north, and uh, the nature up here is just astounding. It's yes. like I can go for a walk in the woods just in ten minutes. I'm in the woods, and I live right in town by the University of Oregon. So I mean, that's that's what Oregon is like.
0: Yeah, it's very pretty. Andrea Andrea go- Goodman is saying love you. Uh, Zeke, <laughs> thank you for your work in bringing awareness to those lovely and wonderful animals. Barbara Felt, what's your website? So it's Right. Right. Uh, Danita Reynolds, do you make large sculptures too? I, I haven't yet.
1: I was just thinking about how I would do that. So I would imagine it, it wouldn't be difficult to do because honestly, the clay is so... Flexible that I I really feel I could start doing much larger pieces in in dimension And um, I really didn't realize that I loved sculpting so much Mm. Which is interesting to me because I I studied it in college a little and uh, found it very enjoyable, but um, I You know I went to flat work Mm-hmm. Because I uh, drawing and illustrating kind of took me down this other road, making money, doing that. So um, yeah, so I kind of went away from sculpture. But uh, now um, i I really feel like there's really there's really nothing I don't feel I could actually create with paper clay. Um, I use it in combination with uh, collage. So I often will paper my work with, you know, collage work. And, you know, I just feel like it gives me a, a, a more opportunity to make, you know, so if I do have an idea, I have kind of a limitless way of depicting what I've come up with in my head, you know, mm-hmm. so I can decide if I want to go
0: flat or if I want to go dimensional. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, she's also asking... Uh, do you keep an artist's journal with sketches of what you like to make with clay? Yeah, well, I sure do. I um, I don't know if it's a journal
1: per se, but I have millions of pieces of paper mm-hmm. um, uh, that I keep, and I will like cut them and put them into a journal so that I can refer to them again and again. I have them in; they're in envelopes. They're like you know they're on they're everywhere. Yeah 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 I'm always I care I do carry a little book a little sketchbook with me. everything I do begins with a thumbnail and I really like um I really like once you know once I can put it down then I can remember what it is that I thought about doing because you get ideas all the time for you know making this or that so it's really it's it helps a lot if you can sketch out what you want to do because then you can refer back to it. When you, have, when you have a gun to your head to create something for a show.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Kelly is asking, have you always called yourself an artist or was that something that it took some adjusting to? Yes. That's a good question.
1: Yes. No, I never, I, I yeah. And even now, do I call myself an artist? I do when I'm introducing myself to people and they'll say, oh, what do you do? I'll say, well, I'm an artist, you know, but in the most humble of forms, yeah. I don't, I, I'm not out there, you know, feeling like I'm this artist, but, um, I do make art. Sometimes I'll say I'm an art maker, um, that confuses people that don't make art. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, you know, I mean, when I was a painter, more of a painter, I think I did say I was a painter, mm-hmm. um, cause it was, it felt more specific, um, yeah, I guess when you get gray hair, then all of a sudden, if you say you're an artist, people believe you.
0: <laughs> you know? You know, like I, a- I like the term art maker actually. Uh, yeah. I was re- reading an article on how millennials are coming into art, and one of the things they do is change the way um, they call themselves. So, for example, instead of being a seamstress, they are a sewist. Oh. So I th- I think maker today is a is a very prominent uh, uh, right. It's very connected to technology, three D printing, but it's people that make right. So yeah. art maker is kind of very cool.
1: <laughs> well, and I, I you know, and I think it's it's a more humble version of saying I'm an artist. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm an art maker because that's the truth. I make art. I don't. I'm not. Uh, people, when you say you're an artist, they immediately think, oh, you're you know, you're you're painting reality. You know. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or you're an abstract expressionist, and I, you know, I'm not, I'm not that kind of artist, you know. I'm an art maker. Yeah, I, yeah. I like to make things that make me feel good, and and so, you know, I, I, I don't really care if I don't get into the best galleries or, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm grateful for my gallery in Portland, Gordino Gallery. If anybody ever goes up there, it's my favorite gallery, and I'm so honored to be a part of it because, um, she supports art makers lots of people selling their work that you can tell they love what they do and they mm-hmm. and it's like you know a lot of mixed media a lot of experimental interesting out of the ordinary art and that's that's where i like to be in that niche
0: that's fantastic that she she has this open mind because uh, i for one have a, a friend that he's an amazing wood carver and he creates astonishing pieces with wood burning and there was a state fair, and he submitted a piece to the fine art department. And then he got a call saying that his piece could not be there. Oh. And we, we were exactly discussing, so why, do, why does it have to be that way still today? Since you can play with different mediums and still have an amazing piece of art. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, I'm not a purist in any sense of the word, so. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> Let's show some more of your work. Yeah, and I have more questions here for you in a second. Okay. okay. Let's see. This one we already showed, right? Uh, no? Well, no, it's a no. different bird. It's another, a different bird.
1: Another friend. Yeah, another <laughs> friend of mine. Yeah, he comes by. This is a, yeah, this is a flicker. And um, they're prominent in the in the Northwest. But they're very, you know, hard to see. They, they uh, And when you do see one, it makes your heart skip because they're really interesting looking. They're big birds. And they really like to peck at the eaves of your house and put holes in it. So <laughs> <laughs> they're part of the woodpecker family, I guess. But um, anyway, that's my flicker in a peach tree. No, a persimmon,
0: a persimmon tree. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's see one more. I love this one. That's the Aww. one I used to promote this podcast. Well,
1: thank you. That one, um, yeah, hollyhocks. And then there's just that little bird in there, which is really no bird in the world. It's, you know, I call those, you know, God knows what's. <laughs> so I don't know what kind of bird that is. But, um, yeah, and there's like in the background of that, you can see those kind of faded plants that are in the uh, to the back. So the clay is in the front. And in the back, I've painted those in. Actually... Yeah. Removing the paint um, using some alcohol in the background so I could, like, lift the paint, which gives it that kind of distant look. Um, Is that canvas or wood? That's on wood. That's on wood. Very cool. Yeah.
0: The raven. Oh, yeah. The raven.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I was, uh, I did a, uh, an intern, not an internship, I did a... Uh, what do you call it? When you go and stay at an art center and you work there for a month, in Mendocino at Mendocino Art Center, I was an artist in residence. They call it, and so the place is loaded with these uh, ravens. And um, so that was my uh, tribute to the raven that uh, in Mendocino.
0: <laughs> you know that in Yellowstone they kind of almost attack you there. They're huge. They are. They're gigantic. <laughs> they're yeah. gigantic. Yeah. They're so smart. They're so <laughs> they smart. Are, they are very, very smart. yeah, and one more. Ah,
1: yes. so uh, i I went through a phase of doing a lot of flowers. I don't normally do them, but it was spring, and I just was every day I'd see these amazing peonies. and so i I came home and sketched a couple out, and then uh, and then, you know, making uh, paper clay flowers is tricky because it can feel very heavy. So um, this is kind of when I started using the process of lifting the paint um, so that I can kind of almost watercolor it. I'm using acrylic paints on it, but I can almost lift the paint, or I can lift the paint so that I can get back to the white um, underneath. My process is that I I actually paint a dark color on it, and then I remove that so that it gets into all the crevices, and then paint it.
0: So um, Yeah. you paint after the clay is dried. Correct. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: you want it to be dry. And I like I said, I do put a layer of medium on it before I paint it. And that way I can move the paint around. Um and even remove it if I don't like what I did. Um with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Alcohol is a solvent for I don't know if everybody knows this, but it's a solvent for um acrylics. So um And I use rubbing alcohol, I don't use denatured alcohol, which is pretty toxic. So I just use uh, rubbing alcohol and, you know, and if I don't, like even to lift the color off the leaves so that they're more translucent, like real leaves and and petals on the flowers. Um,
0: Anyway. And the alcohol would not compromise the clay? Like if I use too much water, I would, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the water, yeah, clay is not affected by the alcohol. Mm-hmm. But especially because I put that, um, you know, an in-between layer of mm-hmm. uh, medium on it, just a regular acrylic medium, and I use, I usually use a gloss medium, because then it lets the paint release from mm-hmm. the surface. If you use a matte, sometimes it's harder to lift the paint because it's it adheres more to mm-hmm. the to the medium
0: very cool kelly is saying i know you said you do art for yourself first and foremost and i love that i find that i sometimes struggle letting go of the art i make though i would love to sell them yeah yeah, it's yeah. your creation right it's not easy yeah
1: they're like my friends you know <laughs> i mean i have I think if i unplug this for a minute we can i'll walk around in here we can see Mm -hmm. i'm just going to turn this away from me for a minute go over here to my animals first like these are my friends you know i don't know can you can you see those guys on the wall so um you know i i there's those guys Mm -hmm. um you know this is my little wall of inspiration here and some of it's my artwork but uh I just, I, I literally, I, I fill my studio up with, you know, stuff that I like to make. And uh, uh, there's another paper clay piece. Let's mm-hmm. see. There's another one on the wall there. Um, sorry if this is not coming through that well. Here's my uh, shelves of, you know, I have just shelves. There's all my cards and... Mm. And (laughs) Uh, and then over here are all my saints. This is my wall of saints. Can you see those okay? Yes. Yeah. So these are all my everyday saints. And, you know, when I need a little inspiration or something else in my life, you know, I create another saint. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. So here's the, can you see her? Mm -hmm. That's, That's Our Lady of Taking Care of Yourself. (laughs) so um anyway i yeah i just i it's really hard for me to sell my work because um i just they're my friends and i keep it around it's like they're all pieces of me so eventually they'll go i mean eventually i do get rid of things so i like what uh, i don't i donate a lot of art to local organizations um for auctions and things like that i i I feel better doing that than selling it.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: although yeah. I will, I will sell it too.
0: <laughs> Bernadette Alcock is saying maker of fine art is what our art group often uses. Um, I'm sorry. I missed that. Maker of fine art is oh. what our art group often uses.
1: Yeah. Maker of fine art. Mm-hmm. That's Yeah. A, yeah. That's, That's pretty a, good. That is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but you know, I'm, so I, another thing I wanted to just say was um, I love folk art. Uh, you know, I love the innocence and the authenticity of folk art. And mm-hmm. um, and often there's like stories behind it, especially in Mexico, South America. They There's more to it than just, you know, they're making beautiful things, but they also put their thoughts and feelings and hopes and dreams into yes. the work that they do. And um, I think that the word, the term folk art is is kind of, almost derogatory in the fine art world. Mm. So, um, you know, I, I'm proud to say, I feel like I'm a contemporary folk artist. Um, you know, that makes me, that, that to me kind of more describes what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of plowing my own way, you know, back and forth across the field between folk art and fine art. Um, and I'm sure that there's a lot of galleries that would consider my work folk art more than fine art. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't really know, you know, where's the distinction between folk art and fine art? Um, You know, how fine does work have to be before it's fine? (laughs) Fine, yeah.
0: Fine enough. I'm looking for (laughs) the, the answer too. Rosie is saying, do you talk to your art? I find that many of us artists do. I do, when
1: I walk into my studio, every day I say hello to my studio. And then I just like look around at my, yes, I do talk to my art. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, when you're by yourself in the studio all the time, which I am, Mm -hmm. uh, and I love that part of my life, um, being in here with my friends and and my birds outside. Um, Yeah, but sometimes, you know, it's, I mean, I, I have to kind of force myself to get out in the outside world and be among my real friends because um yeah i yeah. probably am a little obsessive and crazy you know <laughs> for being in here all the time every day so yeah i probably do talk to my art more than i should
0: <laughs> well my art talks to me sometimes too so that get dangerous <laughs> Danita Reynes, Rogine, do you make art every day? And what are the best time of day that you like to do it? Or do you set up a schedule for yourself to get art done? Uh, Yes, yes to all of those. I
1: I try to get out to my studio by 9 o'clock in the morning every day. Um, And then I work until either 4.30 or 5. Mm -hmm. It depends on which yoga class I'm going to go to. So I usually will like shut down and dash out and you know, and then I'll come back out at cause my, my studio is in my garage. This is my garage. Okay. And uh, even though it's been built out inside and insulated, and I have a great heater and nice lights and, mm-hmm. and windows. It's still a garage. So it's, I come out here and uh, and then I'll like gather up my things, bring some stuff in the house and I'll even work at night. Um, Work on things that I, you know, that I'm like obsessing over. Mm-hmm. I'll bring them inside. So I, I, do. I work. I work nine till four thirty or five every day, Monday through Friday. Um, I also put in a couple hours on Saturday and Sunday. Um, and it's, you know, to me, it's not work. It's all art, play. It's not really. I'm not really struggling to mm-hmm. keep myself in here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, once I feel like that about something, then it's time to stop and go outside and, like, work in the garden and and the yard. You know, I think living an artful life is part of my daily work, too, Mm -hmm. is, like, just bringing art into everything that I do, if I'm cooking or cleaning or, you know, always rearrange a few things when I'm cleaning or definitely love gardening, Mm -hmm. um, even weeding, <laughs> you know, anything to make something look better. <laughs> uh-huh. True, true.
0: Yeah. Barbara Feltz is asking, do you seal it after you paint, you paint the clay? I do. I seal it with uh, matte medium. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't use
1: varnish, which is, um, you know, it's similar, but I'm sure there's some quality to it that I have not acknowledged or or that I don't, it doesn't mat. I don't know. I seal everything I do with matte medium, and um, and it things have lasted. And you know, I figure, is it all archival? Well, the paper clay company says that they believe that um, paper clay is ninety nine percent archival. It mm-hmm. doesn't yellow or or you know, it doesn't crack and fall off. It's there for good. Um, and so when I seal it with uh, acrylic paint I, or acrylic uh, medium, after it's been painted with acrylic paint, I mean, it's pretty much hermetically sealed in plastic at that point. So, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like it's as stable as any other uh, medium, you know. So, right mm-hmm. like certainly like a, a caustic, for example, that, you know, that can still, you know, can melt. It can, in the heat, it can, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Melt. This, you know, paper clay is, you know, it's, it's solid. There's yeah, I just, yeah,
0: I do seal my work with acrylic Maddie. medium. Okay. Noreen's saying, big thank you for giving us a peek of your studio and your inside world. Guess 9335, lovely work, Rajin. How strong is this clay? I am guessing you don't need to cure this in any way other than letting it air dry. That's right. You don't have to. You can um, you can uh,
1: put it in the oven if you want to speed things up. You can bake it for um, like 20 minutes at 200 degrees, um, and then check it. You know, it depends on how thick the piece is that you're doing. Um, I have a little heater in my studio, um, and I just place my pieces on the floor where mm-hmm. the where the air is coming out, and um, And they'll dry. Put some stuff down there today, and it's already uh, almost ready to work on. Um, Sometimes I'll put it in a food dryer (laughs) because that's got you know if there's small pieces, that's got air circulating around. If I'm making a lot of pieces, that's that's a handy way to do it. Um, Yeah, definitely in the oven, but you know, two twenty-five or lower Mm -hmm. because it
0: will burn. You know, if you uh, go higher than that, yeah. Patty Platt is saying, "I love that dog on the wall behind you." Oh, that that's by Mar Gorman. She's an
1: artist. Let's see if I can put that Isn't that oh. fabulous? Uh-huh. I'm that's what I mean about folk art. To me, that is when you're making art out of junk, <laughs> you know, or nothing or something you found and you just put it together and make art. I mean, I think she's incredible. Mm-hmm. Her work is her work is carried at Gordino Gallery in Portland. Um,
0: yeah. And what's the it. dog made of?
1: It's a driftwood. Um, oh. It's pieces of wood. And I think, ah, let me my head out. There, there it is. There you go. Um, it's got bottle caps. Those are the dots. And yeah. the ears are little pieces of tin, I think. That's but cool. the, le- the rest of it looks like driftwood to me. I'm uh-huh. not, sure what, not sure what the eye is. It's like a little button or something. That's very cool. Isn't it? That- <laughs> The pain, the pain, the little painting under me is the—it's um, the only landscape that I own of my own. Oh. <laughs> I sold all the rest. Yeah, I didn't have any trouble selling that stuff. I just wanted to get rid of it all.
0: That's <laughs> Um Danita Reynolds, is a contemporary folk artist. I love it. <laughs> Uh, Arianna Gardner, hi, Regine (laughs) and Andrea. I remember knowing you in the old days, and you made some very small pieces. Have you ever considered jewelry? Um, Jewelry, yeah.
1: You know, I did take a jewelry class. I'm really not fond of a lot of process. And when something leaves my hands, like if I'm making a real, something out of earth and clay, and it goes into a kiln, or if I'm making something out of jewelry, and I have to you know, heated or it's just too much equipment, too much paper clay is just as, you know, that's as much process as I want to have in my life Mm -hmm. at this point. I really enjoy, um, the simplicity of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, um, I can take it anywhere. I have, I have worked on paper clay, um, you know, in, in, in the cars, my husband's driving on a long trip. I will bring my clay. I roll it out because I work flat on flat mm-hmm. pieces. I roll it out and I put it between plastic and and I will just, uh, you know, work on it as we're driving across the country. And <laughs> I've done that. I've done it on a on a train to up to visit my friends in Canada. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Just. Um, yeah, I just it's, it's just so versatile and convenient and easy for me to use. And, you know, and that goes for painting and drawing and all those things too. But something about working with my hands, I kind of feel like everybody has some sculptural ability that's almost innate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can always form things with your hands. So, um, you know, when I teach workshops, my students are amazed at what they can create. They really didn't know that they could do. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and I think that's the joy of, of working with something that's so forgiving and, you know, easy to use. It's not toxic. You think
0: I work for the company, but I don't at all. I just <laughs> I love the material. That's cool. <laughs> it's interesting because then, you let's say, you're on the train, you're working on a piece, and then you just carry, don't touch it, don't touch it. <laughs> actually yeah no
1: I I'll wrap it up in plastic uh-huh. so that if I want to keep working on it later I can
0: nice.
1: um, if you don't you just let it out in the air and it and then it'll dry but yeah it's pretty um it's pretty tough I I would say you know I'll show people that you can drop it on the ground mm. and it won't break um, but you can uh but if you gave it to a you know a three-year-old they might like snap it in half so. <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, I'm just grabbing this other, we did these little dolls. Um, oh. There's a little doll. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I learned how to do this on a, on a website called uh, Cloth and Clay Dolls. <laughs> and I, I, I think her name is Gritty Jane. Um, anyway, um, it's a cloth doll. Uh-huh. And then, uh, see if I can get it in here. Yeah. He looks a little green, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a kind of a Frida doll. Um, so she's made out of cloth. Mm. And then painted with gesso, and then I added paper clay to her head to make the head. Yeah. So there's a little there's a little armature of a head inside there
0: mm.
1: that I wrapped with clay, you know, and then it could create the doll. So um, yeah, that's yes. a that's, fantastic. that's Another thing you can do with the clay.
0: So before we end, I want you to tell me a little bit about the process of your book and where people can get it. Ah,
1: well, it is on Amazon. And I also sell it on my website. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sign those that I sell on my <laughs> website. That's cool. Um, so the book, um, I, uh, you know, it, it's all about, uh, bas-relief. It's not, it's not about doing the sculptural part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, my husband was out of town, and I had just created a, a piece for a workshop that I was teaching, a takeaway, because I like to give people something they can that will remind them of what they learned, because somehow they forget. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I did this, uh, this worksheet. And I, and I got the idea to, since my husband wasn't home, I thought, I'll just, I don't know why he has to be out of town for me to think of this, but I sent it off to a publisher to see if they would be interested, um, you know, like a proposal. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, the next day I got an answer from Northlight Books that, yeah, (laughs) they'd be interested. So I kind of, we talked back and forth and came up with a plan and, and there, that, that became the book, and, uh, I, I always wish that I had been able to design the book, because I'm a designer, but mm-hmm. I couldn't design the book, so, you know, all yeah. the work in it is mine, but I didn't get to design okay, the book, so,
0: <laughs> maybe
1: the next qualifier one, <laughs> there, you know, when you're, a desi- yeah, next time, I really want to have more control over it, although doing a book is really hard, I, I had no idea, because I had to write it, too, it's like,
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> With a deadline, right? Uh, yeah. Ariana is saying, Love the dolls, haven't seen those. You are amazing. Love being able to catch the end of this. Oh. Rogine, thank you. any final words for people that need to be inspired today? Oh, my
1: goodness. Well, let's see. Jump over yourself, you know, get out of your own way. Um, stop doing what you think you should do and do what feels good to you. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Don't let anybody else criticize your work. Uh, I mean, criticism is good and helpful when you want it, when you ask for it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, if somebody is making comments about your work and it, and it's making you feel bad, you know, that's not, that's not wanted criticism. That's uh, unsolicited criticism. And if you, if you didn't ask for it in the first place, then discount it because uh, if it makes you feel good, you know, it's going to make other people feel good, too. If you don't like it, then nobody is going to like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that can be an exercise as well, right? Because it's very easy for us to be terrible critics of our own work.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, just always strive to make yourself happy first.
0: Mm-hmm. That's with very your cool. work yeah Rodine thank you very much you've met today Rogine Manas and to know more about her her website is roginemanas.com correct M-A-N-A-S correct. and how else can get people get in touch with you well you can find me on
1: Facebook and you can find me on more readily on Instagram I post a lot on Instagram I don't post much on Facebook anymore um Not for any other reason that I just, I love, I love uh, what I'm finding on Instagram. So that's where I am all the time. So Mm -hmm. yeah, find me there. And um, yeah, And, uh, and if you come to Eugene, Oregon
0: look me up (laughs) (laughs) and that's a nice trip there i know yeah yeah. thank you so much rogine for your time and for being here inspiring all of us and thank you very much for you for being here and interacting with the artists remember creativity in focus happens every week and every week we bring a new artist next week we have michelle freeman and she's going to be talking about teddy bears and soft dolls so don't forget to be here whatever you're watching at the same time next week okay so I'm signing off. I'm Shahar and your host. See you back here next Tuesday. Thank you. Yay.
1: <laughs> that was fun. Thank you so much. That's so kind of you.